0: Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom and Tyler. This week, we have a topic that will help every Christian. It's about becoming overcomers, triumphing the obstacles, and the struggles we face in life. Let's be honest, life has a way of throwing curveballs at us. As believers, we desire to rise above sin and resist the temptations of this world. We want to walk circumspectly and righteously reflecting the holiness of our creator we can all relate to the apostle paul's struggle where we find ourselves doing the very things we shouldn't and failing to do the things we should it's in these moments that we experience frustration in our christian journey living a christian life shouldn't be difficult it should be a joyful and natural way of living this week tyler will be our main teacher on this subject He's going to guide us through this transformative discussion.
1: Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. This week we've been talking about the 15 Bible truths. Maybe you've not gone through a discipleship program before. And what what would that do? That will help tool you as a child of God to find strength in God's Word, to find answers in God's Word. The Bible tells us that God has an answer for all things that pertain to life and godliness. And so everything that we need to know about life is in God's Word. And these 15 Bible truths will help you discover and learn and apply these practices. These aren't just truths to have knowledge about. They're truths to impart and practice in your life. And when you submit yourself to these things, it will give you victory over the besetting sins, the addictions that we are tied to, that we want to have freedom from and to overcome. And you need to understand that the the devil has power in this world, but his power is limited. And God has ultimate power and can give you the keys to unlock the shackles that have kept you from a peaceful life, a happy life, a productive life. And if you apply these things, you will be not only happier and blessed and have peace, but you will have strength in your walk because now you're an overcomer. You're not subject to the devil. Let's learn how to overcome. And Tyler, we've uh, we've gone over about four of these biblical truths. Give us a quick recap and then lead us forward.
2: Okay. The first one is only God knows how to make life work. Uh, So we talked about the importance of that there and being a foundational truth there, as well as the second one, God's word is absolute truth. That's believing in, in the Bible, all of it from start to finish, not just the part you agree with. Number three, we talked about addictions come from committing sin. That was the third Bible truth. And then we ended yesterday, number four, sin comes from your heart. And we talked about the importance of not placing blame on the circumstances or others around you, but taking uh, responsibility for that yourself. We're going to start today then on number five, sin destroys everything it touches. As an addict, we don't believe often that we are hurting other anyone other than ourselves. But I've learned something in my short Christian walk already, that there always seems to be someone watching me. I think I don't usually uh, fancy myself someone that anyone looks up to, but a lot of times there are people that are looking up to you. They don't, you don't even realize they exist many times. Um, but sometimes God will reveal that that actually is the case. And you talked about the devil, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And, and I, we've talked about previously on the show before. It's God has de- he's defeated Satan. We understand that he's a defeated foe, but that doesn't mean that you're stronger than Satan. Right. And so Satan is more powerful than we are, but he's not more powerful than Christ and Christ lives within us. And so there's that whole thing going on there. But I'm still not going to walk around wearing a shirt that says not today, Satan, you know, or those kind of things. <laughs> I'm not going to be uh, provoking uh, him. And and listen, listen to what the devil does. He he um he often kind of whisper, you know, things like it's not you know, it's not a big deal. No one will get hurt. No one will ever find out. Right. When you're when you don't have. Maybe you had a point in your life where you had some accountability and that's now been removed. Uh, Satan will often then go back to some of his old ways of temptations. He did that with me uh, when I left the, the victory ranch and tried to get me to start drinking again. You know, he he gave up on that eventually when he realized it didn't work. But um, we talked about this a little bit before again, too. But 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 you have to believe also that you you don't know what what's right. Right. Um, and the way that what you think is right is what leads you to destruction. That's what I'm trying to say. Proverbs 14:12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's a pretty uh, harsh wording, right? That's, like, that's not saying, oh, you know, your way will, you'll get a slap on the wrist and move on. No, it, it says at the end of their in thereof is the ways of death. That's a pretty uh, profound statement. And and this is also you need to you need you need to understand this. People don't uh think about this ver- uh, verse very often, but your sin also breaks fellowship with the Lord to a degree. Okay? Now the Bible says that he'll never leave or forsake you, but there can be fellowship that's broken. Say, well, where do you get that from the Bible? Psalm 66:18 says if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I mean, that's Bible, folks. Um Let me ask, Tom, what are your thoughts on that verse? If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. What does that make you think about?
1: Well, you know, it it blocks and it it cuts off the communication that we have. And we can all relate to this to some extent, whether you are a a child and a parent relationship or parent-child relationship there. If there's a conflict between mom and 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 uh the child or dad and the child um the child has willfully disobeyed and all that type of stuff there you know that communication is not that time is you know rough um there's not peace there there's no peace there's no joy until this issue is resolved and if i have iniquity in my heart in other words i've got some sin that I'm harboring in my heart, that I don't want to relinquish. I don't want to give up, and I'm going to hold on to it and rebel against what God wants me to do. What does God want me to do? He wants me to repent of it, to release it, to let it go, and to turn away from it there. But no, I'm going to stay with it. I'm showing my rebellion to God, and God knows I'm showing His my rebellion. So God's going to say, listen, while you're living in rebellion, and you're holding on to this iniquity that's in your heart, I'm not going to listen to your prayers. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you your request that you're asking for. You pray for me to bless you and to give you all these uh, things and meet this need and and help this person. I'm not going to listen to your prayers. Why? Because you're holding iniquity in your heart. You are uh, practicing this rebellion, and you know it, and you won't really. When you repent of that, when you give up of that, hey, then, man, we're going to eat at the table. We're going to, you know, uh, and he knocks at the door. You know, he's saying, hey, would you let me into your life? You know, but you got to get rid of these things first. And, uh, and you know, this isn't talking about salvation. This is talking about having fellowship with God.
2: Mm-hmm. And and I've heard you say it this way before. Uh, sometimes we treat God like a genie in the bottle. And that's kind of what that is, right? That's kind of like you, you know, you, you decide how things are going to go, and but you want the Lord to show up when you rub the lamp kind of a thing and it don't work that way right let me say this yeah let me say something that's sort of inverse to this point though because the point is the bible truth is sin destroys everything it touches now i want to say this though that is true but i have also seen god mend relationships that were in shambles okay i'm talking about yeah. sin did destroy things that have uh, that, that, a, that a certain person has committed things that I have literally seen things from people uh, that uh, addict people that are struggling with addictions or whatever. I've seen people make decisions and do certain things to their family that in my mind, I thought there is no way that relationship will ever be mended. But if you're, if you do give your life to Christ, if you do live by his word, if you really are serious about You know, praying that God bends these relationships and all these different things. I have seen God take relationships that I thought there was absolutely no way uh, to be restored, be restored.
1: Well, that's the beauty of it, that God, he's the creator, and he can perform miracles. He can restore broken things that has no hope. You know, the time, you know, there may be a relationship that's been so destroyed because of sinful practices. Maybe a husband has had an affair and all the loyalty and all that stuff has been shattered into thousands of pieces. And you think there's no hope here. There's no way that relationship can be rebuilt. And I'm here to say God performs miracles And, and and he can restore. Uh, a a broken heart, a broken relationship, Um, all those things can occur. And I'm with you there, Tyler. I have seen some things that, humanly speaking, you know, you're there saying, there's no hope. Mm -hmm. There's no way this guy's gonna turn his life around. And uh, But when I see them turn to God and God does some mighty, miraculous things, it's amazing. It really is there. And let me say this. Sin destroys everything it touches. You cannot treat sin like, you know, there's an old story out there. Uh, you know, a little boy has a little snake. And, uh, and he tries to keep, you know, hide it in his bedroom there in a shoebox. And his mom finds it, get rid of that snake. We're not going to have that in the house. And, uh, and so the boy takes it out to the barn and he hides it out there and, you know, pretends that I've gotten rid of it, but he goes in place with that snake and stuff there. And when it's young, when it's small, man, you think, you know, you can control it and how sweet it is there. But you know, the story, you know, he, uh, the snake got bigger there and bit him and killed the, the, the boy. And uh, sin is like that. You think, "Oh, this is fun. This is manageable. I've got, I've got control of this, and all that stuff." There, ultimately, it destroys. It destroys everything it touches. One of the sins that's out there is alcohol, um, and uh, the drinking and all that stuff there. And many people think, "I got this under control. I can control it," and um, and they don't realize that they are being torn apart bit by bit, piece by piece. And uh, it destroys everything it touches. And it goes so much further, not only destroying your life, your physical, your health, but also destroying your relationships and your job and everything around you. And You may wake up one day and your wife has divorced you and you've lost your home, you've defaulted uh, on your car payments and all these other different things there. Uh, It destroys everything it touches you cannot trust it Mm -hmm. and the devil is a deceiver sin is deceptive and it makes it fun but what for a season Mm -hmm. it's fun only for a season and then after there is a recompense for it
2: well and and think about this too because i've heard people i think people think this way well, if I live 90% for the Lord and just indulge in sin maybe 10% of the time, that's a lot better than the way I was before, right? You know, that's how we kind of look at things. We sort of see that as maybe being okay uh, because we're doing better than this guy, right? We we judge our standards based on others. But, if, you know, if you think of a glass of milk and I put a drop of rat poison in there, would you drink it? I mean, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5, 6 and in Galatians 5, 9, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, right? So you... You can't really live by that theory from a biblical sense because the Bible teaches that that's not true. You know, that a little bit of, of leaven is going to hurt, you know, a wider array of things there. I'm looking at our time and I see our next point and I know we are not going to have time to cover that point. But but let me say, if I can, uh, just to introduce it and we'll start talking about it next week. So number six is you can choose the sin but you can't choose the consequences. That's going to be a big one, and I know that's going to be one that you have some things for as well, but let me uh, hand it off to you there. All right,
1: well, we're going to have to stop there, but we've covered now five of the 15 Bible truths. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.